One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's Christmas! Don't let the bells end, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third of our 12 Rambles of Christmas, a daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we first switched on those microphones of ours back in 2007. We haven't changed them since. <laughs> oh, if it's not broke... To, oh, Still are. the same kit. Yeah. yeah. We pulled up the faders when we switched them on. We did actually, yeah, that's They true. are phantom powered, so there is power involved, Marcus. Are they um, omnidirectional, Pete? Uh, no, no, I think just one direction. Okay. Into yeah. our gullets. There we go. Mm-hmm. Gullets. Little interesting, like lint behind the curtain there. One direction, no takers. Okay, <laughs> you're just repeating a phrase. No takers to what? <laughs> Little puns you, involving you the band. You don't know you're beautiful. No, wait, there not... we go, Jim. <laughs> right, Jim, okay. learn from that. Yeah, <laughs> or, I'll ki- or I'll kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You see, Peter? I, don't, I don't know any of their songs. Oh, oh radio I'm DJ, so cool. Pathetic. That's a pop music show on the radio. It's a sign of the times. Pop music show. Granddad. It's, it's, all, about, it's all about em- embrace. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's number 10? Not, I know what it is. Not, I just want people to know. <laughs> He's very excited because number 10, I don't know how this got in the list. <laughs> Portsmouth win the FA Cup in 2008. Disgraceful. Oh. I, I had a veto. I had a power of veto. <laughs> I used it. <laughs> this should have come way further down. How did all 27 members ex- agree to that? I don't <laughs> I know. know. I and know. I just say, Sack the board. <laughs> this, is, this is ostensibly the first one I'm going to be able to endure. And actually, it's not. I endured the South Africa, the South Africa one. Yeah. But we couldn't enjoy the yesterday's one because it was a bit sad. Ostensibly, I can enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. But then I knew what happened afterwards. Yeah. Yes. So, and that is the context. You see, this is, this is the funny thing. You know, nowadays in football, you know, we're used to the riches of, of the Premier League mm. and all the quality on, on show. Um, we, we, we're well aware as well of a number of football clubs that have been terribly managed and, and nearly run into the ground. Not so much in the Premier League, but fans and, and club owners have, have had their fair share of spats in the past. But 
what happened with Portsmouth? It used to happen to sort of tiny little clubs that you didn't really hear about. It wasn't sort of headline stuff. I mean, there may be one or two examples there, but generally you speaking... You're the on the email. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the thing is, though, Marcus, and um, mm. we're here to talk about winning the FA Cup, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how this is relevant. This is very much the part of Up where the, the old man and the old lady get together. Oh, that's sad. Before the oh, sad things happen. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Well, why, let me clarify those comments. I think when you talk about Premier League sides and even Championship sides, if clubs were badly managed, again, it wasn't as sort of headline news and it wasn't as obvious, but Portsmouth were one of the, the big examples in modern football where we saw a big club who had been punching above their weight for a little while just have the rug pulled well, from beneath well, yeah. them. Well, they were the first Premier League team to go into administration, I Yes. Think. Yeah, so yes. that would be a, a good example of it, that. And, and it's hard to think that Portsmouth, now of England's third tier, won the FA Cup in 2008, which... You know, with a side included many internationals, their squad included David James, Glenn Johnson, Sol Campbell, who were all very much internationals at the time, Lasana Diara, who would go on to play for Real Madrid, mm. John Utaku, who went on to win League 1 with, with Montpellier, Nico Krankar, who of course went to Spurs after, and Champions League winners Pedro Mendes and Nwank Wakanu. But you look at Pompey... Kanu was in his 30s at the time. Well you, you, <laughs> well, you look at the sort of players that Pompey have had uh, in the last sort of, 15 years. Mm. Like Glenn Johnson, Begovic, Matt Ritchie. Boateng, for crying out loud. We've had a lot of good players. Kevin Defoe, Prince. Four, Crouch. I mean, like, they had a team at some point, just not all yeah. at the same and, time. And before, and before people sort of... I mean, now I'm going to get criticism for, for ramrodding this into the, into the lineup, but we did vote on this fairly. And, and what I would say is that this was probably the biggest FA Cup upset I would say since Wimbledon in 1988. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's bigger it, than Everton in 95. That would be bigger. the only other one. Yeah. And, and, and other than that, it was pretty, pretty slim pickings for the FA Cup in terms of winning upsets. Mm. Until Wigan, obviously, which came along afterwards. But at that point, that's probably the... Portsmouth winning the FA Cup, which we're going to learn about in a minute, so strap yourselves in. <laughs> um, it's pr- arguably the biggest FA Cup winning upset in 20 years. Well, Portsmouth, they had finished the season in, in eighth position, ahead of Manchester City and Tottenham Hotspur on 57 points, which again shows you the context as well. And they were brilliant in the first half of that season. They were, yeah. You know, they, they, in December, I can remember them beating Aston Villa away 3-1, and it was something like their sixth straight away win. They'd only lost two games mm. at that point, I think to Chelsea and Arsenal, narrowly. Mm. Um, and... and it sounds ridiculous now, of course, but I went back and dug up the uh, the match report from that Villa away win, mm-hmm. and they were saying that Portsmouth maintained their unlikely Champions League push. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly, That's they insane. were saying it was well, saying that, yeah. Do you remember they beat Reading seven four that season? Yeah. In yeah. maybe the craziest Premier League game we've seen. Mm. Yeah, it was incredible. So um, I mean, they were, you know, though it was an upset, they were a decent team at the time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an upset just because. The traditional big teams, and I think Pompey are a, a reasonably sized club, but no, nowhere near the likes of the ones we usually see, see mm. win the FA Cup, I suppose. It was a surprise. I think an upset, you tend to think of an upset being in a particular game, and because they had a yeah, lower fair, league, fair enough, a side yeah. a division below them, it wasn't an upset in, the, in that context. But the wider context was if you look at the names on the FA Cup, <clears> since I think Everton beat Manchester United, although Everton you know, obviously were an established Premier League side in the mid-90s, uh, it, it's all Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Yeah. You know, Portsmouth is an anomaly in there. Well, well, oh, Manchester, very much Manchester so. United under Ferguson didn't win as many FA Cups as you think. But no. I, I take your point. It was dominated by, by big clubs. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Well, 731 teams competed in the FA Cup in 2008, but Pompey won it. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 had the... a much harder run than Cardiff. I mean, let's Luke... make that very clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what was Cardiff's run? Have Cardiff's run. Uh, I've, got, I've got it here. Cool, what is it? So it was uh, Chase Town at home won that 3-1 Hereford United away won that 2-1 Wolves at home 2-0 Middlesbrough away 2-0 and they had Barnsley in the semi which they won 1-0 yeah, okay. so 
Well, yeah. The dream. I mean... Barnsley, uh, of course. Like getting past Boateng and Tunshire, that's all you ever had with the Borough. That's, that's <laughs> the only two players they would have got past but, there. And, and people talk, I mean, uh, sort of fairly regularly about Portsmouth having an easy run in that, that cup as well <clears> because <throat> they only played one Premier League team. Mm. But they only had one home game. Mm. All the other games were away. Yeah, well, third round. skins all over the place, mate. It's like, like an explosion at Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit like <laughs> that. But not <laughs> as expensive. <laughs> well, in the well th- I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but actually, <laughs> in the long run. Twice as expensive. <laughs> in the third round, Portsmouth beat Ipswich 1-0 away from home. You know, there was only one goal in it, and it was scored by the difference himself, David Nugent, latching on to Sol Campbell's ball over the top. Yeah, and Portsmouth really toiled in that game. They um, mm-hmm. He came off the bench, Nugent. Because, I mean, he was this... This, this this player that had been signed by the club that, that the manager Redknapp didn't really want, um, and so he wasn't really used that often. Possibly because it has been reported that um, cert- there were certain other reasons why Harry Redknapp was partic- picking other particular strikers, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll leave that one there. But they, they, they had to rely on Nugent to come off the bench to score the winner, and it was yeah they, they didn't play that well in that game. No, but David James made some some great saves. Um, Liam Trotter was sent off for Ipswich for a huge lunge on Pedro yeah. Mendes, which was awful. That's right. But David he was a James for that wasn't he? Pedro, yeah, he got, he got on the end oh, of a yeah. few. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, but David James was brilliant, and you can sometimes forget old uh, Calamity James, how good he was. And when he went to Portsmouth, he was brilliant. By that point, he'd sort of lost that moniker, I think, to a certain extent. He was yeah, a I'd flappy say. sod at Liverpool. Yeah. He would come out for everything and just flap it, drop it, yeah. miss it. He came, he came into... He was, he was very, very good at Portsmouth. Mm. I think England, I, England's number one. You, you wouldn't... You would, there's not many keepers, if any, you'd be able to say were better than him at Portsmouth. No. I mean, most people wouldn't, wouldn't be able to give you a name or two more than... More than one or two players who would be at his level in terms mm. of goalkeeper. Probably the best goalkeeper we've had. Yeah, it felt like he was sort of in a bit of an Indian summer, didn't it? Even even then. But I think he played for another six or seven seasons after that. Yeah, he, did, he did go bankrupt, to be fair. Yeah. He, he needed did, yeah. to work. Yeah. Mm, perhaps after his career, though, I think. He, he, yeah. Yeah. But, no, yeah, he was in Iceland, wasn't he? Oh, that's right. He went yeah. to play in Iceland, yeah. That was, I think that might have been under Herman Horizon, who he met at Portsmouth. Mm. There, there you go. The, the, the friendships live on. <laughs> well, um, in, the, in the fourth round, Portsmouth beat Paul Sturrock's Plymouth Argyle 2-1 at home. Pompey managed to hang on. Yeah, no. Well, Plymouth, <laughs> ah, Plymouth went a goal ahead in that game. They did. And Pompey always looked okay. I mean, lucky, uh, luckily enough for us, we had uh, Lassana Diara, and he scored a great goal to equalise, and mm. Nico Kranjka scored it. Yeah, scored Those kinds of players, they were international <laughs> players playing at Portsmouth, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean... Go on, Jim. Also managed by Harry Redknapp yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, you know, there's the sort of Premier League quality all over there, and you forget that when you look at them falling down the Pompey Highway, as we've seen. Yeah, well, that, but this is the context of it, is because Portsmouth, with this FA Cup run, finishing in the top half of the Premier League table, this shows how things can change, you know, and how long we've we've been doing this, this podcast for, you know, because football... Lots can change in, in, in a fairly short space of time, of course. Um, into the fifth round, Pompey were away to Preston North End. And I, the opening paragraph of this of the BBC match report read, Darren Carter's late own goal ensured Pompey, <laughs> ensured Pompey undeservedly progressed to yeah. the <laughs> FA Cup quarterfinals, you know. And it was a bit of a glow as well. David James again saving a second half penalty. Yeah, and Portsmouth was, were very relieved to come away from that They game. toiled. Preston weren't even that good that season. Preston had a period of time where they were sort of, Decent quality second tier team, but they weren't that good that season. Um, and and Portsmouth really torn. It was a very last minute. I think they thought they had a, they were going to get a replay out of it. And um, yeah, and Darren Carter scored an own goal. I think it was a ninety second minute or something. It like was that. It, smashed it, into the roof of his own net. Yeah, yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Mm, but but many Premier League sides had been beaten by lower opposition by this point. Only Manchester United, Chelsea, and Portsmouth had made it through to the quarterfinals. Peter. 
And, mm. and I, th- I think that, that, you know, at that point from memory, I wasn't really thinking about Portsmouth winning the FA Cup. I was, I was sort of thinking, ah, oh, because once you get complacent, you adjust. You know when you think about if you get a new job and you get loads more money, mm. you think, oh, I'm going to be rich. But you don't. You, ju- you just adjust, right? Your expectations yeah. just of adjust. Course, yeah. And when Portsmouth were doing well in the Premier League, we had a great start of the season that year. And as you said, Marcus, we finished eighth. Um, and so you just sort of expect, oh, yeah, well, we've been drawn against lower league opposition, so we should be winning. And although they toiled a little bit here and there, you think, well, we're still in the hat and we should still be in the hat. And you don't really expect... To, 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 to go on to win it I mean I think when you get into the quarterfinal then you start thinking um, well we've got a chance here but then obviously Portsmouth were drawn away to Manchester United yeah. and you think oh that's just our luck typical Pompey we'll not get anywhere here and I also remember thinking at the time when we drew Manchester United I thought if we had got that at Fratton Park I'd have fancied that because I'll tell you our record against Man United at home in the, when we were in the Premier League was absolutely decent we drew against them in the league um, already that season one all. And the season before that, we beat them 2-1. And they scored a late consolation. In 4-5, we beat them easily 2-0. And the season before that, we beat them 1-0 at home. So our record against United at home was actually very, very mm. good. Ah, yesterday. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't really talk about that now. Yeah, indeed. Well, we will talk about that quarterfinal, the semifinals and the final after. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This. What's he saying? It's a really good ball. It's Shabalala. Frosty the Snowman! <laughs> <laughs> well, before we talk about uh, uh, the greatest Frosty robbery the <laughs> in the history of the FA Cup, Luke Moore has this to say. We're talking about Pompey's winner, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, we've chosen our 12 for counting down, but we'd love for you listening at home to get in touch with your favourite moment since 2007 or so. And on Christmas Eve, we're going to choose our favourite one from you, the listener, which will win you a 55-inch 4K TV from Toshiba. 
in addition to that amazing Christmas present, we'll also record your moment as an extra show uh, at some point in the new year. So an extra bit of content as well. 55-inch, what a beauty. All about Ooh. the added value. We're going to record a 55-inch extra show. <laughs> uh, so Sheba offers you the chance to watch every football match in 4K picture clarity. Thanks to the TV's pinpoint sharp resolution, no detail, no flick or kick of the ball will ever be missed. Enjoy 24-7 access to a whole world of online content, including catch-up TV and on-demand services such as Netflix. With this TV, you can also access last week's show, uh, last week's show, sorry, on, on demand on Freeview Play. Uh, for an authentic audio experience, it also comes with a subwoofer to project the bass sound. Don't just hear, but feel the roar of the crowd. Mm. So for your chance to win, email in with your favourite moment from 2007 onwards to show at footballramble.com and Pete will be collating them all. I will. I mean, my, you might want to go for 2012. Mike Ashley making the top 15 in Forbes' UK Rich List. <laughs> Why not? That's going to be up there. That's got to be up there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of suggestions for that, mm, I think. Blimey. It's enough to make you vomit in a fireplace, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right then, as we talked about before the break, Pompey had been drawn away to Manchester United. Harry Redknapp's men surely had run out of lucky escapes, Jim. Mm. <laughs> I think the thing that's worth mentioning about this as well, in. this is the United of Ronaldo, Rooney and Tevez <laughs> in that front three. They, they, you know, they won the league in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say that um, Portsmouth stopped Manchester United from winning the it's amazing. It's one, of the, it's one of the great Premier League teams, right? Yeah, undoubtedly. But, Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're true. They won the league and the Champions League that season. If they'd have beaten Portsmouth in the FA Cup, <laughs> they would have been an absolute shoo-in. You know, they won a treble in 99, of course, and a treble is such a rare thing. Yeah. But it was the Pompey boys that stopped them. <sighs> Sometimes it. it just goes that way, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is... Football is amazing for this. Now, I'm not just saying this because it's my team. I'm partly saying it for that. Mostly saying but, it. But we all know what, what I mean when I say football has a has a sort of um, a, a habit of throwing that sort of stuff mm-hmm. up there. And they absolutely battered Portsmouth mm-hmm. in that quarter. Like wet toilet roll on a ceiling. I couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get a ticket for, for the game. I, there was a, reported that a ridiculous amount of applications were made. They had about... Eight or nine thousand allocated, and I think mm. something like sixty thousand people applied for a ticket. I couldn't get one, and I remember watching it at home in my flat and thinking, it was almost like when Jamie Carragher said at half time in the Champions League final, yeah. just let's just not embarrass ourselves. Yeah. Let's, let's take yeah. the three. Get out of here now with a three. I was thinking, oh, this is this is bad because I do mm. a football podcast. <laughs> and I'm going to get hammered. For I'm going to have to talk mm. about this. And then um, it just they just couldn't score. They had they had a, a shoe in for a penalty which wasn't mm. given. I don't know if you guys have watched it back, but Michael Carrick missed one of the oh, open... Oh, man, that was amazing. I, I still rounds the keeper. Yeah, I still can't see how he's... Even now, how that happened. It, it deserves to go down as one of the worst open goal misses I've ever seen. <laughs> what was the one? Was it, was it Distan or one of the defenders? He cleared it off the line. But didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was in the first. Time. That was a separate incident. The yeah. whole yeah. match that sounds like another... distant to be fair. Yeah, the no, whole but... match was like a goalmouth scramble, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, but it wasn't. A, it wasn't one of those games where you think, "Oh, Portsmouth are frustrating them." It's the, the no. longer this goes no. on, you just thought to yourself, "It's well, an inevitable." Well, yeah, I mean, uh, okay. okay. You, As the minutes ticked away, you thought, "Are oh, they only going to win four 0 Oh, there's only time for three goals now. Yeah, it, it was just utterly inevitable. Ferguson would have said to them at half time. Um, Carry, just carry on as you are. Yeah, it's really he, fine. There's, it, no, there's no problem. There's you know, we're a brilliant say. team. Um, and it just never happened for them. It never came. And then, yeah. um, of course... Ports, 12 minutes Ports, to go. Yeah, Portsmouth broke through and... and, and, and um, Kushak. Kushak came out and, 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 and was sent off and... Failed Milan Barros. I know. Yeah. Rio Ferdinand had to go and goal. <laughs> and, and the thing is, the thing is, Rio Ferdinand 
almost saved that penalty. Yeah. If he had been a properly trained goalkeeper, it would have been saved. No he question. Because he would have thrown himself completely to that side. I just uh, the technique in which he dives yeah. means that he leaves a bit leaves a bit there. He's not mm. fully at full stretch. To be fair, it was Sully Montari who drilled the penalty home. But I still think if you look at it again, I still think it might have been saved. Do you know what I love though is the fact that with Montari's attitude to that penalty, obviously he could strike a ball magnificently well. But Portsmouth, they had their chance. We're taking this. Thank you. Bang. Yeah. Mm. But the thing was, there was still twelve minutes to go. <laughs> and you thought to yourself, oh my goodness, I can't believe even when Portsmouth scored, you didn't think are they going to shut up? How are they? You just thought, oh, Man United will have to win this 2 1. Put now. it this way mm. at no point, even though United were down to 10 men, was I thinking, yeah, we'll just get them on the break yeah. now. No, <laughs> thinking, just get this game over with. Get it over with. Ronaldo got 31 league goals that season. That, that, yeah. This was that season when he yeah. was posting ridiculous numbers. What did you do after the match, uh, Luke? Got drunk, I think. I'll tell you what, I got drunk after the final, let me tell you that. <laughs> Still sobering up in a way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was incredible. So, in the, so are the financiers. But what, what, what do, you, do you remember watching the game? I do, yeah. And you, you must have thought at the same time, this is ridiculous. Well, of course I did, yeah. I, I just thought, like, like I just said, it was, it was never a case. It wasn't like Portsmouth was shutting up shop and Man United couldn't get through. And you thought, oh, the longer the game goes on. No, it was so horrendously one-sided. And there were chances galore. And as Jim said, goalmouth scrambles. And Manchester United efforts that were unlucky should have had a penalty. It was, it, it was, it was a type of game that you actually hardly ever see yeah. because it was so one way. It wasn't a case of they were getting battered and there was the odd chance here and there, but they were defending quite stoutly. No, it, or stubbornly, it, it wasn't. It was, it was open. This is the weird thing. Like when I look back at that game, I, even watching the highlights, I think, how on earth did yeah. Portsmouth win that game? It was the cliche of like like there being a force field around the goal. It's the yeah. closest yeah, well, the to ma- that I've ever seen. The match report I remember reading said, I think it was in the Observer, and it said something like, um, Portsmouth survived siege to yeah, make, yeah. To make oh, semi-final of the FA Cup. But yeah. even, even the goal they scored, it was a penalty. It wasn't. They didn't create anything. They didn't put a move together. It wasn't a particularly <laughs> good corner. That All right. Stop. <laughs> also, it was a penalty which saw the sub-goalkeeper sent off. <laughs> Yeah. So that an outfield player had to go in and he nearly got to it. Fair, that's, say, that's fair how... to say the stars aligned. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, they, they did twice. I mean, it was, you know, if you say that the stars aligned for Liverpool in the Champions League, you know, they aligned all the way there and halfway back again for this Portsmouth run. But they got into the semi-final when all said and done. And they were the only Premier League side left. So suddenly they became the favourites. Yeah. This is where it changed. And then, and then I remember feeling the pressure after that. Mm. Oh, the pressure. The, the, and, and you have to put this in, in, into context. Portsmouth are a team who never, ever win anything, right? They're not going to win anything anytime soon. Didn't they win the League Two title the other year? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Major trophies don't come along. And because we are so used, especially in, I suppose we were living in a pre-Leicester world as well. Then. Yes. You, you would see teams, um, we'd see upsets. You'd see Liverpool win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. But that's still Liverpool. Yeah. You know, you'd see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, Teams of that level n- never won anything, and we've talked about how re- rarely it happened in the FA Cup as well. It was it was a massive thing, and, and, the, and the amount of people who came out um, after us and all that sort of stuff was, was would, would would be testament to that. But the pressure really came on ahead of the semis because we had West Brom, who we were very very fancy to beat, and I was at that, I was at that game, and, and it was a really poor game, and 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 Carney scored the only goal and, and nicked it. Um, I don't remember an awful lot about the game, to be honest. I just, you know what, what but, they say about semi-finals, you just want to win them. But, it was, but even, that's the funny thing for Portsmouth fans, as you say, that even when they found themselves in the semi-final, it was theirs to lose. And that's mm. not a position that Portsmouth fans are used to. And mm. we know what it's like when, mm. when fans and a club are not used to something. There's an air of uh, nervousness a, a, around it all because Chelsea were beaten by Barnsley in mm. the previous round. And, and even actually the quarter-final draw, 
the way it worked out, Portsmouth went away to Old Trafford. Mm. There was only three Premier League sides left. Yeah. They got the hardest one away from home. Yeah. And so that actually, when people talk about the easy run to the final, in one sense, yes, but in one sense, absolutely not, because they had to play the best team in Europe, it would prove to be, mm. yeah. uh, away, away from home. Mm. And and they got through, okay, by the, the skin of their teeth and all the rest of it. But they did it. But they got through. And so, yes, they, they, they slipped through the semi-final, but again, it's all about getting the result. And, and they did that, and they stood at the ship. And then, of course, in the final, they were up against Dave Jones' Cardiff City. Yeah, and I couldn't really enjoy that game. And I, it was a drab game as well. It was. Um, you guys probably watching it as neutrals would have thought we were a struggle to get through it. Well, Mike Dean was refereeing. Yeah, that's true. There's mm. something, something to hang your hat mm. on there. Yeah. The, the, the there was some in-match entertainment. <laughs> yeah, the, the atmosphere in the uh, in the final was amazing. I remember thinking when I was there, God, this is." it felt like a real occasion. And the reason it, the atmosphere was so good at the time, I think, was probably because both teams weren't used to mm. being part of such a set-piece occasion. Um, other than that, I don't remember... I mean, Aaron Ramsey coming on for Cardiff, I think. Uh, he yeah. was really highly rated, and I remember talking about that and thinking about what he would be like and hoping he didn't score against us. Yeah. And then Carney scored the only goal, of course. And I remember when it went to injury time, and you know when you're in the stadium, they it just stops at 90. That's they don't, right. they don't yeah, keep yeah, counting yeah. it, so yeah. the fans don't get irate. Um, and I remember, I think they, fl- they flashed up three minutes. And I remember thinking, all right, fine, fair enough, whatever. You're only one to laugh. Anything mm. can happen. I thought, and then I thought, oh, come on, this must be done by now. Looked down at my watch and like 25 seconds ago. <laughs> it was the most slow passing of time oh, I've man. ever witnessed in my entire life. Well, it was Pompey's first FA Cup win since 1939 and their yeah. first major trophy since 1950. Um, and, and as we said before, it was the first time since since Wimbledon or Everton, depending on, on you know how much licence you want to give there, that one of the so-called big sides hadn't won it. Um, because it was all Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea and Liverpool. Um, and Harry Redknapp became the first Englishman since Joe Royal in 1995 to win the cup, and he remains the last Englishman to have won the old trophy. Mm. And, and, and when we think when we think about this whole Portsmouth story, now everyone as a football fan will have some sort of investment in it because mm. of the tragedy that came along afterwards. This FA Cup final win was the the top of the of the arc, really. The, yes. the story starts with them getting promoted in 2003. Really, um, they win in 2008. Then really, that's the beginning of the end. Sadly, looking back at what well, they got to course, another FA Cup final. Well, that, two years later, that, that was that was curious because I, I still maintain that that May two thousand eight was the beginning of the end. The two thousand and ten yeah. final, um, we were already rock bottom of the Premier League yeah. in administration, been relegated. We had a transfer embargo. We had loads of loan players, and we had Avram Grant managing us. Doc nine points for yeah, administration. exactly. I have no clue how they made it to the cup final, and and and. Actually, one thing that people forget about that is that Portsmouth should have been in the Europa League the following year mm-hmm. because at the, at the time, the runners-up in the FA Cup went into the Europa League because it was against Chelsea. Mm. But they were, they were banned from European competition, which meant I think Liverpool went in instead because they came the, the, the appropriate finishing position in the league. Um, but everything that's happened since then, obviously they're on maybe a bit of an upward curve now, but everything that's happened since then essentially started from that very high point of the yeah. FA Cup win in 2008. After that, of course, in October, Redknapp went to Spurs. Um, Tony Adams came in. Then we had Avram Grant. Um, what, what, what essentially happened was Portsmouth were being propped up by a wealthy, in quotes, owner who wasn't spending his own money. He, yeah. was, he was essentially borrowing loan money against the Premier League status of the club, which yeah. is always going to come crashing down S- at some Signing point. players on wages that a club like Portsmouth just shouldn't be handing out. Yeah, I mean, there was always, you know, people couldn't believe how much the likes of John Utark are on. And, and, well, Sol and, Campbell's on a huge amount. I mean, it was just yeah. incredible. And and this was, as you say, they, this was when they started to fall like a stone all the way down uh, what we now know as the Pompey Highway. I mean, it's four years after winning the FA Cup, 
they were in England's fourth tier, League Two. Mm. You know, careful what you wish for. Yeah, and, and and people will say that you know Portsmouth maybe in quotes cheated financially to to win that FA Cup. I don't I don't know if I necessarily fully agree with that because everyone was under the impression that the owner was wealthy and and the checks and balances that are in place to stop owners taking on clubs are as they are and we all know how about about mm. that and we thought everyone thought that he was plowing his own money into the club it was only a bit later on when it started to come unraveled become unraveled that it wasn't the case there was no one no fan really could know because essentially the fans w- were being lied to and one thing that will always stick in my mind I don't think I'll ever get a better moment than this as a football fan is when Bobby Robson was up there as part of the party that presented the trophy to Sol Campbell and I love Bobby Robson mm. I absolutely loved him for, for his England heroics and because he's a legend in the game yeah. and I thought this isn't going to get any better for the, than this yeah. for me as a Portsmouth fan. And, and, and it hasn't, and it probably never will. Yeah, mm. there we are. And, and as I was perhaps trying to say earlier, that um, the, the Portsmouth were the first big club for, for some people's attention that have really mismanaged themselves awfully. And, and since then, we've seen we've seen a few, sadly. Charlton, uh, perhaps Leighton Orient, Hull City, Blackpool. You're ahead of our time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. But we're certainly more aware of this thing in football. And I think that because of the Portsmouth example. Yeah. Well, there's an example that, you know, Teams know to avoid because it's 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 happened. Yeah, but I, thanks, I, Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, Portsmouth. I think that up until a number of years ago, fans just generally either didn't care about what happened off the pitch, or didn't have any interest mm. in it, or, or, or no, or just didn't know, or now, believe it could be that bad. But you couldn't now ignore. Knows. But now you, could, knows. you couldn't ignore what was going on at Portsmouth. No, has what happened after all that um, sort of affected your opinion of Harry Redknapp in any way, Luke? <laughs> 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 and we'll leave that there. Bombay, of course, they got themselves promoted from League Two in 2017. And are they reversing back up the Pompey Highway? Will we see them in an FA Cup final in perhaps four or five years' time? As part of the next 10 years, big moments. Yeah, probably moment. not. Does, <laughs> probably uh, does not. anyone want to hazard a guess as to what their number one was uh, when yeah. Pompey won the FA Cup? I should know, really, shouldn't I? You should, really. You should have been celebrating not sure. in the nightclubs of, uh, well, Wembley. Yeah. Dane Bowers and Victoria Beckham. Oh, no, it's, no. Uh, it's Justin Timberlake and Madonna. I mean, that's a diss to Madonna and <laughs> Justin Timberlake, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. went Bowers and, and the English equivalent. For some reason, I was thinking of that song, You're Out of Your Mind by Dane Bowers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was you. Have, have you got that one? I've not got that one. Oh, wait, give us in, news and travel. In the clubs in Portsmouth, they were still playing that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, <laughs> they probably still are. And now for the... <laughs> Maybe Avram Grant had a massage to it. <laughs> he probably did. Probably. He probably had a massage yeah. to most things. <laughs> Law of averages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AG. Um, right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed for listening to our third 12 Rambles of Christmas, a daily countdown of what we see as the 12 defining topics in football since we first switched on our mics. Yeah, and if you've got uh, any ideas, let us know at shortthefootballramble.com for the chance to win at Toshiba Television. And if you are listening, Dane Bowers, get in touch, although you are not eligible for the TV. There we are. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Repeaty. We only got four minutes to save the world, Marcus. Oh, well, let's go then. It's Christmas! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.